good morning. Thanks for joining us for worship. go to God in prayer. Please bow your heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for you this morning for this chance to worship together, to be together, whether it be in person or online. We are grateful for that chance to, to worship you, to bring some of your glory into our lives. 
Lord, this morning we ask that you bless the message we're about to receive as well as the fellowship we have. And Lord, this morning we ask that you release any anxieties, any burdens, any pressures upon us and allow us just to feel your love for what it is. Lord, we pray all of these things in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.
think the, uh, that last question of that song is very pertinent to today. How can it be? And I think we live in a world today where there's more questions than answers. And, and sometimes that leads to doubt and wonder. And I want us to take a, a little journey in prayer today as we come before God and, and confess and admit that doubt gets the best of all of us. Doubt comes creeping in, and, and it causes us to go down a path sometimes of fear and worry and, and uncertainty. And yet God, through his son Jesus, keeps reminding us you know, that empty cross, that empty tomb, that he's got this. So let's go to him now in prayer. Oh, good and gracious God, we come before you, and your word, your scripture tells us that we've all fallen short of your glory. And I'll just say today, especially as I think of the story of Thomas and those disciples in that upper room, it's not just them, but it's us. There are times we doubt you. We, we doubt your working. We doubt your power. We doubt your might. And our eyes get a little bit more focused on the things of this world. So Lord, as we lay this sin before you, as we, we humbly come to you, we are pleading that through your resurrected son, through all that he has done on the cross at Calvary, that empty tomb, that we would, that we would know for certain that our sins are forgiven and there would be no doubt of that. That we would know for certain that we are loved by you and empowered by you to live on this earth until we get to go to heaven. And there's no doubt about that. So may your spirit fill us up with faith and trust and hope and certainty that what you've begun, you will complete because you are faithful. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. And my prayer for you and for me uh, during this COVID-19, actually throughout our entire life, that we realize the God of the universe, powerful enough to make the heavens and the earth, and yet is personal enough to know our hurt, our struggles, our doubt. And he steps into our world like he did, well, 2,000 years ago. He steps into our world and says, I've got this. In fact, I've got you. Trust me. Amen. As we continue our worship, just a couple of quick announcements uh, for prayer. Uh, remember, we, we take prayer requests, especially during our service. You can write on Facebook, put it into the comment section. You could do that. Or you can also see that we have a, a new prayer request line that can be used during this time of worship, but also other times. And you'll see uh, the telephone number there. You just type in your prayer request to that number and it will get to us, and we will include that in prayer. So just want to encourage you to do that. And secondly, people have been asking, and some people have been doing this, but you can give online. In fact, as you take a look at our website, right above there, there's a click, uh, button that you can click to be able to give online. And I just want to say that during this time where there's a lot of people who are struggling and hurting, we understand that struggle. But we do want to encourage you to listen to God's voice and to be faithful. And at, here at 1C, we are continuing to do ministry and mission. We continue to proclaim Christ. And we just ask for you to prayerfully consider what is God calling you to do 
in support of this ministry. And again, you take a look at some of that information and you can give in so many different ways online. And so whether we give or whether we pray or whether we sing, may it be all to the glory of God. Thank you. Yo 
it's hard to be judged for one mistake. Good morning, boys and girls. If I told you that I could take this ordinary Gatorade bottle and an ordinary straw and make the straw spin on top of the Gatorade bottle without touching it, without any strings attached, without blowing on it, do you think you'd believe me? You know what? You might say, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, let's see if I can get this to spin without touching it. Now you saw it. Well, you know what? When Jesus rose from the grave, he went to visit his disciples and he showed them the nail holes in his hands and his feet and the pierced side. And his disciples believed that it was him and he was really alive. But there was one disciple named Thomas who wasn't there when Jesus showed up. And so when the disciples told him, he basically said, I'll believe it when I see it. He couldn't believe that the that his Jesus that he loved so much was alive. So then Jesus appeared to Thomas and showed him. And Thomas believed that Jesus was alive and that the grave was empty. You know what? We weren't there 2,000 years ago when Jesus rose from the grave. So we didn't get a chance to see the nail holes in his hands and his feet. But you know what? We can still believe because the Holy Spirit gives us faith to believe. And we also have the Bible. Well, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly everything that Jesus ever did, but it tells us enough that we can have faith in who Jesus is and believe that he is alive and that he died on the cross to take away the punishment for our sins. And that the grave is empty, he is alive, and he gives us, gives us life with him forever. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Well, after we pray, I'm gonna show you how I made this trick happen. But first, let's pray. Dear Jesus, Thank you so much for dying on the cross for us. Thank you for rising from the grave, for giving us life, for appearing to your disciples and to many other people. And Jesus, we just pray that you would continue to give us faith in you as we trust in you as our Savior. Amen. All right, so a little secret to this trick is I took a piece of paper and slid the straw on the paper to build up static electricity before I set it on the Gatorade bottle. And then, with their static electricity, it will be attracted to your finger. And you don't have to touch it or blow on it. So you can try this trick at home. Just rub, the, rub a straw in a piece of paper and charge it with static electricity. I hope you have fun with this at home. And remember, Jesus loves you. Well, first off, Greg, a good magician never reveals how you do a trick. So, I'm not saying that you're not a good um, magician, but be careful with giving away your secrets. All right, let's begin. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, alleluia. Now you're thinking, wait a minute. 
It's not Easter. Yes, it is. It is Easter. In fact, we talk about the fact that Easter is celebrated every time we worship because it is the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus that gives us hope and peace and joy. So Easter is not just an event. It is an event, but it's more than that. It's an attitude. It's a way of life. It's a way of navigating through all sorts of things. So I want you to be thinking of that today and tomorrow and for a long time. Uh, this Easter greeting is something we can share all the time. But do we? And in fact, do we live out this resurrection all the time? And I'm going to take you on a journey. Um, in fact, I've been doing this journey for a little bit more than 35 years. Um, I've been doing this parenting thing for 35 years. It just blows my mind. And through those years, I've had many different moments with my kids. Some of them mountaintop experiences, some of them valley moments. And I just want to bring you through one journey, one of those many uh, journeys. Um, one of my children, and I won't say who, uh, but had, had a, a, a health scare. We'll, we'll put it that way. And all of a sudden, I brought uh, this child to the ER room, and within seconds, doctors, nurses, everybody was flying around the room. And I could tell that something was happening. I, I, I didn't quite get it. But there was not much talking in the room. Everybody knew what they were supposed to do. And I remember sitting at a chair kind of off and watching all these professionals doing their thing. And I'll tell you, in the beginning, I, I, I bowed my head, I folded my hands, and I was praying to God for mercy. But I'm going to tell you, it did move a little bit. From prayer to a little bit of doubt. And it was... God, where are you? Why are you letting this happen? And I could tell at this point, life was hanging in the balance for this one child of mine. And I'm like, God, where are you? Doubt creeps in. Doubt is a, we'll just say, a friend of humanity. It comes knocking at our door more often than we care to admit. And all too often, and I'll raise my hand, I sometimes let that in. And it brings me down some paths that are not good. So what we're going to be doing for the next several weeks, we're going to be watching this Jesus enter into moments and bring what only he can bring. Peace and hope and joy um, and yet, we're also going to see some of humanity at its best or worst, depending on how you want to look at it. And today, we're going to stop at that moment on the resurrection day evening, where Jesus shows up, and then a week later shows up again, and we have this interaction with Thomas. Let's watch a video on a depiction of this Thomas. It's hard to be judged for one mistake but it's what I'll be remembered for, I guess. I wasn't always the doubter. That's not who I am. I have a zeal for Jesus. I always have. 
When Lazarus died, no one wanted to return to Bethany with Jesus. The atmosphere there was volatile, dangerous. Jesus said he'd show us his glory. I assumed we'd all die there. Still, I'm the one who said, let's go. But then, then came this room. That night. At the time, none of us understood as we sat at that table. This is my body? This is my blood? He raised the dead. He, he cast out demons, even. What could he possibly mean? I didn't doubt it when they told me he was dead. But how can you not doubt someone coming back to life? Some didn't doubt. But for me, it was harder. Maybe it was just that I didn't want to be disappointed. Many came after me who believed without seeing what I saw. Jesus called them blessed. Yes, I touched the place of the nails, the hole in his side, such definitive proof that I cried out, my Lord, my God. But that wasn't the only amazing thing. The Almighty One, he came back for me. He didn't want to leave me behind in my doubt. He says, I'm worth that. And I'll follow him anywhere for the rest of my life. Powerful depiction. And this was a, a moment in the life of Thomas. Now, what do we know before? Actually, Thomas had been pretty strong through his journey being a disciple of Jesus. We have a couple accounts where he stood up and he... He had such a faithful perspective. But then we get to this moment. And then just so you know, rumor has it, legend, that he was a missionary like no one else. I mean, he went maybe over towards India and shared the message of the gospel and then ended up being martyred. But we do have this moment. In fact, we're so tempted to fill in this blank. And if I can have the screen um, up there. And we have the word doubting and we have that line and I don't know about you, he's infamous, right? I mean, it's doubting Thomas, but if we really are going to be honest today, we could put our name in there too. We can also put all the other disciples because they were in that upper room and they were struggling. Well, I want to make sure that we understand that as we take this journey looking at what's called post-resurrection appearances, that we remember that the main character for every single event that we're going to be taking a look at is Jesus. 
And yes, we're going to talk about Thomas for a brief moment. Uh, yes, we're going to look at Peter. We're going to look at the disciples on the road to Emmaus. And we're going to look at those. But the main character at all times and in all places is Jesus. When he steps into a story, things happen. When he steps into a story, life changes. So let's now go back and take a look at what was going on on that first Easter at night in the evening. We're told in John chapter 20 that the doors were locked for fear of the Jews. Now, think about what the disciples have endured up until now. For three years, they were watching Jesus. They were listening to his teaching. They were seeing him do things that they had never seen before. Healing the sick, raising the dead, hearing him talk about God in a way that is fresh and new and life-changing. I mean, one story after another. In fact, even in his teaching, Jesus said, yes, I'm going to suffer many things. Yes, I'm going to die, but I'm going to rise again. And yet here we have the disciples. They're in this room. And it says the doors were locked for the fear of the Jews. Now why? We'll say they, they maybe forgot. I'm thinking their grief and their fear got a hold of them, just like it did to me in that emergency room, and had a moment where they're like, okay, God, where are you? We're feeling vulnerable. We're feeling afraid. We're feeling at risk. I mean, all the things that might even be going on in your mind during this COVID-19 thing. And that's the issue. Your sin, my sin, the sin of the disciples, forgetting about the God of the universe, again, powerful enough to make the heavens and the earth, yet personal enough to know what's going on in your heart, your mind, your life. And so what does God do? What does Jesus do? Well, he brings the answer. And we find that Jesus came and stood among them. I mean, the doors were still locked. Their hearts were a little bit locked up too in this fear. And Jesus steps in and he comes to them. He comes to them. I think this is a powerful theological statement. Because if the disciples were left on their own in that upper room, fear and grief and sorrow would have been all they'd known. But Jesus steps in. Into that moment into their fragile lives and he speaks the words Irene peace and no doubt if you connect the dots between that Greek word Irene and the Hebrew word Shalom they were sorting through what that all meant because there was still chaos all around them there was still this fear and uncertainty would they be the next people and yet Jesus speaks to them and gives them peace. Honestly, that's what he wants to do for you and me today and every day. No matter what the circumstance is. It's COVID-19 today. What's it going to be tomorrow? We don't know. But we do know for certain that we have a God who loves us forever. And those words, 
peace be with you. He knew that the disciples were a little bit slow. So two different times in that upper room on that first Easter, he says, hey, peace be with you. Hey, peace be with you. Get it. Let it sink in. Let it change and transform your life. Don't lose sight of what I can bring to you, no matter what circumstance, no matter what situation. Peace be with you. Well, I would like to tell you that it's over, but it's not. The issue continues. The disciples weren't getting it. I mean, yes, they had heard from Mary that Jesus was alive, and now they had actually experienced him. But eight days later, where do we find the disciples again? In that room, secluded, fearful, doubting, maybe wondering. Um, A lot of that was going on with them. So what do we have? Again, Jesus comes into that moment, and he says, peace be with you. Once again, his presence, his power, his his peace comes to the disciples. But then he goes a little bit further. And he goes like this in verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. This was the promised Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus told them, I'm going to be leaving you. Yes, I'm going to leave you, but I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Well, now he reminds them again. And he gives them this Holy Spirit who can bring faith into one's life and replace the doubt and the fear and the uncertainty with the certainty of God's love and grace for us. So this should have been really the the end of the story, but we see the disciples still struggle. And I would say even today, don't we struggle with it? Well, I'd like to uh, show you a picture. This takes you back um, to January of this year. And uh, if you could see in the background, a Styx concert. Yeah, baby. Um, Forty-some years ago, the group of the three of us went to a Styx concert. In fact, probably a couple times we went there. And so uh, my friend Carl, the one on the right, said, hey, they're going to be in Vegas. Do you guys want to come out here and watch the concert? So we did, and we went there, and it was just a blast. But we were reminiscing about a lot of things. And one of them is a little painful, but it's also, I think, telling of the struggles sometimes we have. See, the three, the three of us were, were tight and we were close. We were friends. We hung out together all the time. And I would say we, we all called ourselves Christian. But here's the di- difference. At least what I saw was the difference between them and me. I got to sleep in on a Sunday morning. We would party on Saturday night. We would do all sorts of things. And then they would have to get up to go to church on a Sunday morning. So it started creating a doubt in my head about what is this Christianity? What does it mean to be a follower of Christ? So honestly, I did kind of what the Thomas thing. I'm not believing this thing. Because what I'm seeing is a little bit inconsistent. 
Is that what Thomas saw? Is that what he saw in the disciples who had seen the Lord, who heard from Mary, and yet now they're still kind of shaking like this, afraid? No wonder they struggled. Well, today, I believe that one of the things we deal with in this world is doubt. Um, Facebook, I'll just say, it's a mixed, mixed bag with mixed nuts, right? And uh, I'm one of them, and I go on there. But I'll post different things, and just last night I posted uh, four different truths that um, I believe regarding this COVID-19 thing. And I won't go through all of them, but honestly, we're, we're struggling with this. But the last one is that we, the truth, we can go to our God in prayer because he knows what's going on. And that's the one thing that is absolutely true. And that same God who sent his son wants to step into our world, just like he did to the disciples 2,000 years ago. He wants to step into our world and he wants to say, peace be with you. And he reveals himself in a powerful way with his love, his grace, his mercy, the way he meets our needs, the way he protects us, the way that we have the assurance when he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, that has been true. And his desire, his desire is that we would just be like Thomas, that we would exclaim with such faith and with such assurance, my Lord and my God, and believe it no matter what is going on in life, Believe that he is Lord and he is God. That he is loving and gracious and kind and compassionate. He is the one who has brought me into his family, made me an heir of eternal life. He is the one that when he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, he means it. In fact, when we look at John chapter 1, the same chapter that we're really looking at, we're told that, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. And I'll just say this, being his child, being part of his family has benefits. Now, it doesn't mean that all difficulty goes away. I, I wish that were the case, but it's not. But in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of struggles, he says, I'll be with you, I will love you, I will see you through it. So I want to give you an encouragement. I think it's something that I'm hoping that during this time we could, we could see some blessing in it. When John says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and by believing you may have life in his name. I want to challenge you and me to be in the word more than ever before. Open up the scriptures. Read for yourself the, the tenacity of God. That he is pursuing you and me with an everlasting love. That he is pursuing you and me with eternity in mind. So read about that. Open up the scriptures. Start your day with that. Don't turn on the news. I'll just tell you, there's nothing really new there. But his mercies are new every day. 
So wake up in the morning, read the scriptures, ponder what that means, give thanks to him, and then throughout the day, lean on those scriptures. And that maybe even at the end of the day, you go back to those scriptures again. Read those words and let them sink deeply so that you and me can give a bold declaration, my Lord and my God at all times. In the name of Jesus, amen.
God and Heavenly Father, these are the prayers of your people. Let us pray. Lord, we pray for my grandmas, my great-grandma. Heal her mind and slow her dementia. Lord, a prayer for my mom, Margaret's 92nd birthday this week, and continued good health and safety. Prayers for my son's best friend, Channing's Hill, that was thrown from a horse and is healing in the hospital. Prayers for the continued healing for my husband's broken ribs. A prayer I could understand more about my husband's behavior. Lord, we pray for my son's girlfriend's recovery from a removal of an infected kidney. Lord, today marks one month since I got a call from my grandmother who wasn't going to make it. Tomorrow is one month since I lost my best friend, grandmother, and mama. I still struggle with it like it was yesterday. I'm so broken. I pray that I get through the next few days. Prayer for my daughter going through a difficult relationship. Please, Lord, touch their hearts to see what is important and let them know that you love them. Lord, a prayer for everybody during this time of crisis to stay safe and healthy. Prayer for me and my family to stay strong through this. Help me be strong and my fellow addicts through a recovery process. Keep my son, who's currently incarcerated, to stay safe and healthy. A prayer for a sheriff's deputy's wife and a people that are bored like me. Prayer for wisdom, patience, and direction for those in power and business owners like you and me. Prayer for our SOS family to find peace and strength in our journey to recovery. Prayer for our neighbor Susie who had surgery yesterday for a miraculous recovery and also prayers for the doctors and the nurses. I pray for peace and understanding and faith for my sister. Help her to lay her struggle at your feet, Lord, and enjoy peace that only you can provide. Continued prayers for John Raitt and Luann Bender with their cancer treatments. We pray for my friend and her family to remove any doubts in their current situation and that you, Lord, come into their story, heal their son from his surgery and complications that they have encountered. Continued prayers for all healthcare givers, emergency responders, law enforcement, and those who are fighting to save lives and with the battle against the coronavirus. Prayers for all who need healing of our world. Gracious God, as we learn today, there are so many doubts and fears in this world today, and we know that that is 
Satan working amongst us. But we also learn today through our song that you are the living hope. You are the only living hope. And as you told us in the doubting room that your peace will be with us as long as we come to you. Lord, please give a measure of comfort to all of those out there that are struggling with anxiety, with fear, with depression, with all the real impacts of this very real situation. Lord, we know it's only you that can give us that peace and comfort. And that comfort comes in so many different forms, Lord, but one of the ways it comes is in the prayer you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. like for us to take an opportunity to boldly declare what we believe. Like Thomas did about 2,000 years ago, he said, my Lord, my God. But let's, you and me, boldly profess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed, a beautiful summary of God's presence and power as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in our life. So let's share this together out loud. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Again, thank you for coming and worshiping with us today via the internet. Uh, just so you know, we have resources for you um, at our website, www.1cchurch.com. Uh, for all kinds of um, opportunities for your spiritual growth and well-being. So I encourage you to stop at our website, take a look at that, and maybe as I mentioned in my sermon, use this time where, boy, so many things have been pruned back. But maybe use this time to be in the Word, to grow in your faith, to be strengthened for this journey. Now with that in mind, let me share with you the blessing that comes from God to His people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. you as you are, not as you ought to be. Won't you lay down your guard and come to me? The shame that grips you now is crippling. It 
breaks my heart to see you suffering Cause I'm for you I'm not against you If you wanna know how far my When I'm the only one that changes you And I'm for you I'm not against you well, I am for you I'm not against you If you want to know how far my love can go Just how deep, just how wide If you want to see how much you mean Church. I threw a 20 in the plate, but I never give till it. 